want to talk about the fire of holiness. The two things I have mentioned, the vision of God, of God and the vision of God is the vision of Jesus. And also the vision of his plan and purpose. Why are we missing them? Why is this curse? Why is it that many don't have the vision of God? And we don't have the vision of his plan. Why is it that we are carrying out our own vision, our own ambition? If you check the book of Genesis 11, you realize that the origin behind the Tower of Babel is because there was no original vision of God and his purpose. So, the Tower of Babel was imagination of men to stand against God and to stand against the purpose of God. So, when we lack God's vision, the vision of God, and we lack the vision of his plan, we will stand. The result is that you will be seeing people standing against God and against what God wants to accomplish. And you know the reason it is like that? It is because the first and the most important thing in fulfilling your purpose, especially in this year that God has called us for the turn for the best, the first important thing in the life of a believer is holiness. What do I call it? Hebrews chapter 12. 
And I'm praying that the Lord will give us full understanding of what I'm about to share very quickly. Hebrews chapter 12. And I want to read verse 12 to 14. Therefore, lift up your tired hands and strengthen your weak knees. Make straight paths for your feet. <laughs> Lest that which is lame go out of joint, but rather be healed. Follow peace with all men and the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. Here is a matter that God is raising this morning. Seeing the Lord has two faces. The first face is the second one that we have generalized. You know, there is a teaching up on this Hebrews 12, 14. That has to do with, see, without holiness, without you following peace with all men and holiness, you will not make it to heaven. So the, the teaching is simply based, is reduced and restricted to heaven. A time that all of us we have to leave this body and we have to meet with him but may i tell you that that is the secondary even though it is so witty and important if you don't see the lord now there is no possibility that you can see him later. So we have two faces of seeing the Lord. Seeing the Lord when we leave this body, when he comes to rapture us, or when we leave this body, maybe by sleeping, and we transit out of this body into the eternal life or eternity that's not eternal into eternity because eternal life is even about knowing him about seeing him but do you know the first phase of seeing God is at this very time 
that you are you are in the flesh that you see him you have a relationship with him to be able to the word seeing him there is being able to have a close relationship a connection with him being able to have access to him seeing the lord has to do with the lord being able to identify with him and that's why i said it is important that you know it is the second phase it is not just about waiting until you die or you leave this body before you are going to be able to see the Lord. Seeing the Lord changes our lives. <laughs> it changes us. It transforms us. And that's what God is calling us to in 2024. Don't forget, turn for the best in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18. As we behold him. As in a mirror. We are beholding the glory of the Lord. We just want to see him. He said we are changed. We are transformed. Because when you see him, it changes you. When you see him, it changes you. So, why is it that it is not possible to see him? That's the matter we are raising. And that could be the reason a lot of believers don't live like him. We don't represent him well. He's not manifesting himself in our lives because we have not seen him. If you don't see him, you can't be transformed. Saul had an encounter. He saw the Lord. Changed everything about him. He didn't need anybody to tell him anything again. When you see the Lord, Nobody will talk to you about the Lord again. Everything about you, you begin to carry that dimension of fire of him. When you see him, you, you, when you begin to see what does not look like him, you will know. That's why Apostle Paul knew. As at that time, you know, they, they saw him as somebody who was hard on others because he had seen the Lord and he will be saying no this is not the will of the Lord you cannot say you are representing him and you are serving him the way you are doing no when you see something clearly and some other things are telling you that they are like that thing and you can see you have seen what you see what you have seen nobody will tell you to say no this what I've seen is white. 
this that I'm seeing is yellow. It doesn't look like what I've seen. That's why a lot of believers are deceived in our time, deceived by false prophets, deceived. Why? Because we have not seen the Lord. If you see him, when you see the Lord, you'll be able, it will be so, it will be so real to you. It will be so clear to you. When you see the Lord. So, what is the barrier? I don't have the time to take you back. But when you study 2 Corinthians chapter 3, you will realize that Apostle Paul talked about the Old Testament when Moses when he came in such a dimension of glory and he needed to cover his face that the children of Israel they will not be, looked, be able to look to see that glory that was even passing the glory of God that's the glory of the old covenant Moses had spent time with God and he will return and the people will say just veil just cover your face with a cotton, a cloth. We don't want to see the fire. We don't want to see the glory of God on you. So we now got to a moment that because of that veil, people could not see the Lord. It became a barrier. That is the reason, are you listening to me, that Pharisees, they were the custodians of the law. But yet, they did not recognize Jesus. How can you be a custodian of the Bible? It's as if you are a professor of theology. And yet, you don't know Jesus the way you ought to know him. And do you know it is possible? There are many professors of theology. There are many training pastors in Bible colleges, asking, training those pastors, building them up, sending them to go on missions and plant churches, and they are talking about the Lord they have never seen. It is dangerous not to see Him. As a matter of fact, we cannot be Christians that He wants us to be. Except we see him. So that's why you must not be comfortable. You have to see him. You have to see him. If I have the opportunity, I'll be talking about how to see, you know, what seeing him, seeing him, what it means. But this is what I'm focusing on. What is the barrier that makes one not to see the Lord? It is the lack of holiness. It is the lack of holiness. Do you know this holiness we are talking about? You don't need holiness to believe. 
to surrender in salvation. It is not for you. It doesn't call for your holiness to say, oh, yield your life. None of us were saved because of our holiness. You don't need holiness to become born again. Being born again is a free gift. It is by his own righteousness. Righteousness has to do with position. And I'm coming there. But no, just take note. Holiness has to do with character. And I'm coming there. So it takes the position of Jesus with God and in God and his character for you to be saved. Are you understanding what I'm, I'm sharing with you? That's why salvation is free. The only thing you need is to release your trust in that position of Christ and his character of God. The character of God. And yield and allow him to wash away your sin. So the only thing we need to be born again. To become a child of God. Is that I believe that Christ has taken a position for me. And he has, is ready to input, to put on me the character. So what do we do to be saved? I simply shift and go to his position by faith. I don't know whether you understand me. You know, this is a meeting that I have to deal with this matter. Because some people don't know what it means to be born again. You don't need holiness to be born again. <laughs> what you need to be born again is just, can you trust Jesus' position enough and cross to his position? It doesn't matter who you have been, the sin you have committed, it doesn't matter whatever you have done, when you cross to his position, what happens is this, his position covers you. But that is the first step to seeing God. Because seeing him has to do with recognizing him. Has to do with getting so close to him. And why is it so necessary the first step is salvation but this next step to sing God is holiness. That's why once saved is not forever saved. You can be saved and not make it to heaven. Why? Because it is possible to lose your salvation. That's why when the Bible says we should walk out, walk out our salvation with fear and trembling. 
Do you know what he was talking about? Now that you are saved, we are coming there. Step into holiness. Because if you think because of his position, I can live my life the way I like. Can we continue in sin and say grace should abound? He said, God forbid. So don't let anyone tell us that once you are saved, heaven is awaiting you. The second face of seeing the Lord, you will enter there, you will see him. No way. No way. Say no way. No way. So that leads us to this dimension of the fire of holiness. When you are talking about holiness, what is it? Holiness is what is consecrated. It is sanctification. When you sanctify something, you set it apart. Among others. So holiness is sanctification. It's being set apart. Holiness is the quality of something that it represents. Oh Jesus. So when you say I am holy, holiness means I, I am the quality, my life is the quality of God that I represent. You know why? Holiness is the essence, the substance of God. God is holy. So when you want to see him, you need his character to be able to connect with him. So holiness is a manifestation a state of being in the character, in the nature of God. Holiness. That is what it is. So when you are saying that, you need to realize this holiness when you talk about the opposite which is sin. God is holy. So he hates sin. There is no sin in God. So when I'm talking about holiness. I'm talking about. I am set apart. From sin. Contamination of it. Because I have been set apart for God. The characteristics 
of God are the things that are found in me. Are you understanding what the Lord is dealing with? So, holiness becomes a passcode to sing God. And when I see him, I will become like him. Because I will see him the way he is. When I see him, his glory will rub so for me. When I see him, everything about me will change. Holiness. Before I begin to round off, in that Hebrews 12, 14, he now said, follow peace. Isn't it? You know why? You can't say you are holy or you are following holiness if you are not at peace with people. You are not at peace. You are not a, a lover of peace. You are not a lover of peace. Let me take you deeper. This dimension of peace is a state. Because many things that make us not to be at peace with people, they have their roots in the flesh. Selfishness will make you not to be at peace with people. Anger will make you not to be at peace with people. You can mention some other things so you are not going to be a follower of peace. At the root of peace is at the root of love. I don't know whether you are getting it. So peace is like what is trying to make you to see as a step of a life that paves the way for this holiness. So when it says follow peace with all men, and holiness or with holiness without which so peace is like you are talking about the peripheral first which you cannot enter we have to see that kind of quality in your life before we can even begin to talk about that you are holy but let me go to where i'm going very quickly when you check that hebrews 12 from verse 12 he said, therefore strengthen the hands. I want you to take note because I want to pass a statement before I round off my session. The hands which hangs down. The hands. You will realize why is he mentioning the hands. You need hands in holiness for holiness. Number two, it says, and the feeble knees. That knees has to do, feeble means your leg cannot stand. 
feeble knees, they are weak knees that makes your legs to fold. So for holiness, we need legs. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. Verse 13. He now said, make straight paths for your feet. That feet are the knees that were bending before. But now, they are straight. They are strengthened. You are standing. Hmm? He now said, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. But rather be LD. Why? Why are the hands? Why are the legs? Why is the path? There are three things I want you to see in what we are dealing with. Your hands, your legs, and straight path. I'm bringing you to a revelation in this scripture about how we can really enter into this holiness that we are talking about to see the Lord. Verse 14. He now says, follow mm -hmm. the Greek word follow means to seek and pursue aggressively. I want to bring you into something now. The word follow rendered in that Greek word there means you are seeking. And then you pursue very aggressively. In other words, holiness is a race. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? That requires your hands. That requires your legs. That requires a path. And that requires the ability to pursue aggressively. You don't understand to be the way you are looking is your mind here are you sure i may ask you a question at the end of this teaching because a lot of believers don't know you know something you don't know you feel helpless because you don't know how to access it and you what happened later is that you just feel since i don't know how to go about this thing and i don't understand yes let me remain the way i am but i'm telling you now you don't need to say i don't know how do we how do we enter into a life of holiness that will make us to see the Lord? Hands means <laughs> readiness. You must be ready for holiness. You must be ready to separate. You must be ready not to conform. You must be ready 
to say no i am ready to see the lord see when you are not ready for something even when they throw that thing to you you will waste it when you are not ready for something no matter how they try to help you there is no way you will waste that thing do you know that many are not growing spiritually because they are not ready whatever you don't ready for in the lord you can't have it the first thing is readiness you are ready this year what is your readiness to be who god wants you to be to see him to access a new dimension in him how ready are you you know there is no way if somebody when you want to run you want to partake in a sport they will say on your mark get set ready you can't go if you are not ready in my little time in ministry i have discovered that it is difficult to help people who are not ready you know when I, I was asking him why is he looking like that i have learned to look at people when i'm teaching because when i'm teaching you know i will be looking like i'll just be looking i'll be looking i know a look that is not ready to be i i know a look that is not interested i've been in ministry for years as is few years if i tell you now that to be let us go to shop I will know if you are ready. Readiness cannot be hidden. The reason we are not really is not holiness is not difficult, sir. It's not difficult, man. It's like sharing in a nature. But if you are not ready to be set apart there is no way you can be helped you know there is a saying you can only take a horse to the river isn't it you can't force the horse to drink the best anyone can do is to just to steer you what you can get in anything requires your readiness Let me tell you this. How do you make something to be ready to burn? You put fuel. And that thing has to be dry. Isn't it? Now, if you put fuel on something you want to burn, when you light that thing, what will happen? It will boom. Why? You have made that thing very ready. One of the prayers we need to pray is that Lord help my readiness. Do you know Jesus discuss some parables about the people that we miss the rapture do you know he discussed about 
virgins, foolish virgins, and wise virgins? Why did the foolish virgins miss the bridegroom? They were not ready. There have been different places in the Bible that the Bible will say, God will say, I want to help you, but you are not ready. So can I ask us, are we ready to see the Lord? Are we ready to just have access? Are we ready to be with him? Are we ready to, to be so close to him? Are we ready? Are we not pleased with the state we are? Are we ready? Are we ready? Hmm. Number two. He talk about your legs. And that is preparation. You cannot live in holiness. You can't pursue holiness. You can't follow holiness. That will enable you to be able to have access to the Lord. Relate with him. Is with you. From time to time. If you are not prepared. And every time you talk about preparation, <laughs> it's something very important. Preparation is something very important. Preparation is not just being ready. It's to make ready for use. When you say something is prepared, it is not just ready. It is ready for use. There are people that are saying, Lord, I am ready for you. I am ready to work with you. I am, but the Lord is saying, there are certain things in your life that have not prepared you. If I want to really use you now, if I want to take you up, if I want to make out of you what I want to do, you are ready, but you are not ready for use. If you want to take a building, probably you want to rent. And they say the house is not ready for use. What they are saying is that it's not yet prepared. Do you understand what I've, what I've taught you? It's not yet prepared. One of the things that we must believe God for is that we are prepared from time to time we are prepared we are prepared and what what makes you to be ready for use continuous work on your readiness you are not saying you were ready yesterday you are still being worked upon. Lord, you are working upon me every day until I am ready for use. 
I am ready for use. That means you are growing. You are maturing. You are not just remaining the way you were yesterday. You are permitting the word of the Lord to, to work on you. You are responding. Preparation is ready for use. It's ready for use. Number three. <laughs> In the fire of holiness that makes us to see the Lord is your path. The pathway before you. The path before you. The path before you. I'd like you to go back to that Hebrews chapter 12 verse 13. It said make straight paths for your feet. Make straight paths. Make for yourself what is plain. Do you know the reason it looks as if we are not responding to the holiness to be set apart for the Lord is because we are not making for ourselves a smooth path. The path we are taking in life and every day, they are injuring us. A straight path is the path of the word of the Lord. Do you hear what I said? The path of his instruction. That is a path you need to make before you. You cannot make a path that the people around you are saying to you that the world has formed. Do you know in life there are different paths for you to take? Some people can tell you this is the right way. Just go there. And by the time you walk on that path, it is destruction. But a straight path is the path of the Lord. That's the path of holiness. There is a path you take that leads to holiness. That is a path you take that continues your journey in holiness. And there is a path you take that continues to corrupt you. Make a straight path. Don't come out of the path. There are ancient paths that the apostles have set. When we take the path that our fathers who walked with God those who walked with Jesus, when you take the path they have taken, you will arrive where they have arrived. Please, do you understand? The path you take determines the experience you will have on that road and where you will get to. So this year, the Lord is saying, Make a straight path, plain, smooth, straight path for your feet. Don't create for yourself what will make you to fall. Don't set a path before you that you know at the end of the day will withdraw you completely 
Do you know a moment some people begin to take, they want to tell you, this is the way I want to go. You already know where they are going to end it. Holiness requires readiness for the Lord. Requires preparation for him. And requires what? A straight path. A path. And finally, holiness requires <laughs> aggressive pursuit. Oh, thank you, Lord. It requires aggressive let me tell you this. After you are born again, the nature of God that you don't pursue, hmm, you will not attain. After you are born again, you become a pursuer. We enter into pursuits. You must be so, and when you are pursuing, excuse me, Toby, if I say pursue, pursue that car that is going, pursue, pursue, what will you begin to do? What will you begin to do? You will run. That's why Christian life is a race. And I've always said it, when you are running towards something, you are running far away from another. Do you hear that? This can change your life. A Christian life is not a sitting life. It's a race. It's a race. Ready, prepared. Find your path which has been created in Christ. Christ is our path. Then, pursue. Don't stay. You are to pursue. You are to pursue. That's why you see that Apostle Paul said, I have finished my race. What happens to us in Christianity, in the kingdom, is that when you finish, you pass the baton. Other people continue the race. It is not a sprint. It's a marathon. If you are going to have this fire of holiness I've shared with you, you have to keep, they have to see you running. You are running. You are running. That's why Hebrews 12, 14 eh, begins with Hebrews 12, 1. 1 from verse 1, read it down. You begin to see all the instructions. Sometimes when the Bible says it is the child that the father loves that he chastises, why do you chastise a child? Run, run, do this thing. You are just sluggish. Run. Christian life is a race. You must be ready. You must be prepared. You must have a path. These three things are key. And then, my brother and sister, run. That's why Apostle Paul said, I did not run like the one that is beating the hair. 
I did not run like the one that is shadow boxing. We are in a race. And let me tell you why that race is a race. Because the devil wants to catch up with you. Those that Satan has caught up with, they have lost the holiness. Will you allow him to catch up with you? You need to run. Why are you running? You are running because you want to attain. There is someone ahead of you. There is a drawing ahead. There is a target ahead. You are not there yet. You want to be like him. You want to see him. I want to see him. That's why he didn't say look unto Jesus. He said looking, looking, looking. It's a continuous thing. You continue. You are pursuing Jesus. You are looking unto him. Oh God. Before Pastor Inka come forward to lead us in prayer. Excuse me. Are you sitting? If you check First Corinthians chapter 9, maybe we'll go there very quickly. Go there, go there, go there. Because this 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 is a, this is a, a retreat. First Corinthians chapter 9. Please open your Bible. The fire of holiness. First Corinthians chapter 9. Let's read from verse 23. It said, Now this I do for the gospel's sake. Maybe in the second word session, you'll be hearing more about the, the gospel's sake, the fire of evangelism. He said that I may be partaker of it with you. I may be partaker. You can be a preacher and not partaker of the blessings in that. A preacher of the gospel. And you are not partaking of God. God is saying, look at what Jesus said. He said, some will say in your name, we cast out this, we do this, we do this. And I will say to you, you have never seen me. I don't, do I know you? Have you seen me before? Do you recognize me? Do I have a relationship? Do we have a connection? Do you talk to me? Do you see me? You don't see me. I don't see you. I don't know you. So depart from me. And because you don't see me, you did your work the way you could do it. You are a worker of iniquity. Using different methods to carry out your assignment. Because you don't see me. If you see him, you will get the template of his purpose. You don't see him. Many pastors don't see him. Yet they are running ministry. They don't see him. Many prophets don't see him. They receive prophecies from demons. They don't see the Lord. If you see the Lord, you will be holy. You will pursue aggressively holiness. Holiness is not an arrival. It's a pursuit. You will pursue holiness. And you can't be pursuing holiness. And your life will not be set apart for the Lord. So look at what Apostle Paul said. He said, do you not know that those who run in a race all how many run 
Are you there? How many won? Can you be in a race contest and you want to win a medal? You want to have a trophy and you are not going to run. And you are going to have it to be. Is it possible? It's not. You have to run. All run. All run. They run. Look at what he said. <laughs> and why they run? It is that they may win something that is perishable. Are you there? And I'll say so wrong that you may obtain it. So without running, we can't obtain this holiness. Because there is a perfect holiness. <laughs> there is a perfect holiness. There is a day we will reach, we will see him as he is. That day, when he appears, when Jesus comes, you just see him as he is. And that's the day we all leave this body. You become like him. That's a perfect. You say bye bye to this word of sin. You, the word where you need to run. At that time, you are no longer running. You have obtained. You will obtain. I will obtain. <laughs> Everyone who strives. So you can obtain if you don't strive. Check verse 25. Everyone who strives that is pursuing aggressively. When somebody is saying to you, Shike, oh, can't you try this? Can't you? And you know, no, 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 no. This is not the nature of God. You don't tell that person, you don't know what you are saying. I, I, don't talk to me like that anymore. Ah. Ah. That person must become. Become.
Eh? See, when you run a little, you rest some time. You run for one week, you rest for two months. While you are resting for two months, the enemy catches up. You don't even need to rest one minute. Christian race, there is no rest. The rest we have is in the spirit. We have already entered into the rest. So the rest we don't have, that I mean, is that you don't, you don't become lethargic. You don't become passive. You must remain aggressive. 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 We need to return to aggressive Christianity. No Christianity of chewing gum, Christianity of eating chin chin, Christianity of entertainment in the church. How will there be holiness like that? In their times of the apostles, they cry, they weep. Where are all of that in the church? Where are the tears? We are not wetting the altar again with tears, it's with entertainment. If nobody is enthusing you, entertaining you, you don't entertainment has replaced a burden. How will you get fire in entertainment? To be entertainment. They say just get good artists, just have good instrument, good sound, and you just want to be entertained. You can't have holiness. Holiness belongs to aggressive pursuers. And somebody who will pursue, there is a fire that is burning in him. At over 80, Daddy Adeboye, they will ask him, Sir, will you not rest and you are still going for let's go fishing? He won't rest. His rest is waiting when he is about to receive the imperishable crown. Christian life, excuse me, something is pursuing you. And it will catch up with you if you are not pursuing something greater. You can't stand. You can't even walk. You have to run. Walking is the beginning. It's just a beginning of, see, if you are going to make it, you will make it. You will run. You will run. You will run. You have to run. While we were having prayer in the morning, I told them. You know, yesterday, I told them about the news of a pastor they sent into life imprisonment. Some of us will have read it. From Lagos with the rape scandal and all that. And when I read his mandate on his website, is that he said he has a mandate to restore people into their position in God as kings that they will reign. And the ministry, name of the ministry is like what I'm talking about. He said his mandate is to restore people in the business world, in the society, to make them to reign. And the man that has mandate now was giving life imprisonment. Uluwatobi, is that not the down? 
outside of his mandate? Do you think that is just normal? I prayed for him last night. I, I was saying, Lord, there are branches of the, of the churches he began. There are lives there. It's not just about him going to prison. It's about the devil trying to capture all those lives. I said, don't go to any church again. Don't go. They are all the same. Do you think it's because of him? Do you know every time a man that represents the holiness of God <laughs> put to shame that holiness? Do you think it's about that man alone? Do you know there are people that abuse the church now because some people have abused the holiness of God? Do you, don't you know it's a strategy from the pit of hell? And they will say, they are like the same. And when you walk on the street, they will say, ah, we know you. It's because your own has not come out. Who is informing that in their heart? It's the devil. Because some people who are also representing who you are representing, they have defamed what you are representing. A man has a mandate to, to reign and cause people to reign. And the devil has put him in the prison because he could not run. When you are running towards something, you are running away from another. Get this, Timmy. At this stage, you have to run. Excuse me. It is difficult to catch up with somebody running after something if he will not stop. Sound with God's own heart. Oh, let the ancient world.